Here's a message from Ken Lavica. After what we saw this weekend, Novak Djokovic is the single greatest tennis player of all time. But I know that there's going to be pushback from Roger Federer fans and Rafael Nadal fans. How do we define greatness? What is the definition of greatness? Because for me, Novak Djokovic is the GOAT. Joe Rigotti, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. What makes greatness? What makes one the greatest of all time across all sports? But when it relates to tennis this weekend, I know what I saw, and I know what the numbers say, and I know that Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player ever. Ken Levick alive, featuring Coquel. He's Coquel, who has done nothing in terms of prep for the show today. I am Ken Levick. That is not true. I just cleaned my desktop up. There were too many icons and things <laughs> open, and I've been working on that. Good. And that's Joe Rigotti, who's done significantly more than Coquel has. Rigotti coming in, hanging out, running board, making sure things are clean, at least for the most part here. On this Monday, we're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the dark and dreary Intracoastal. Uh, the French Open, if you love sports, and I know that tennis, for a lot of us, that's not first and foremost, that's not our sports priority, but... If you love big-time events and you love big-time performances, you absolutely love what Novak Djokovic did over the weekend. What he did on Friday, taking down the clay court master, the maestro, the man who has dominated that surface for his entire career, Rafael Nadal. And not only did Djokovic do it, but he did it in a methodical and in a legendary way, just chopped down the man who has made a career, made his Hall of Fame legacy off of the clay court surface. Djokovic beats Nadal. Then, what does he do? He turns around Sunday at the French Open, and he is able to come back from down two sets to none using that incredible willpower that he has, that physical prowess he has where he never lets himself uh, get broken. Uh, not in the tennis sense, but in the mental sense, when things aren't going well for him and he finds a way back because he's the best conditioned and he's the most mentally tough. And he beat Stefan Sissipas to win the French Open. Grand Slam win number 19 for Djokovic. So as tennis goes to Wimbledon, where Djokovic has won several times, he is now one Grand Slam away from equaling the all-time marks of Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, who have 20. And so now you can make a case that Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player to walk the face of the earth. Even if he has not hit that 20 Grand Slam mark, he's still one back of Federer and Nadal. Why do I say this? Because Djokovic is now the first ever player to pull off the career Grand Slam twice in his career. He's now been number one a total of 325 weeks. That is an all-time record. The 19 Grand Slam titles, 18 of those have come since 2010. In the last decade, he has clearly been the most dominant player, significantly more dominant than Nadal 
and Federer. He is the first player to win all four Grand Slams, all nine ATP Masters tournaments, and all of the ATP Finals. And he's the only player ever to hold all four Grand Slams at once and do it on three different surfaces. And that's significant because, again, he has been the only human being on the face of the earth to figure out Rafael Nadal more than once at Roland Garros and did it this time around in an epic third set that lasted 90 minutes and then came back on short rest to win the French Open title. Novak Djokovic is the greatest tennis player ever, but there are people like Evan Cohen, and again, Evan is consistent on this. For him, and I'll never be able to move him off of this, and I saw him tweeting about it this morning, to him, Roger Federer is the single greatest player ever. Roger Federer, part of that is he came into tennis and redefined the game. He played it unlike anybody else has other ever played it. Whether it is that incredible backhand or his mobility or his short game uh, playing at the net, uh, he he played it with a flair, with a personality, really unlike anyone that we had ever seen. And I think that there are more people on the Evan Cohen side of things who think that Roger Federer is the greatest player of all time uh, than there are people in my camp with Djokovic. I think there are more people in the Dadal camp because they would say for a guy to be able to find one surface and to be so unbeatable on it, we've never seen anything like that before. Nobody will ever win as many majors, Grand Slams, uh, at any of the Grand Slams than Nadal did on clay at the French Open. But that brings us to this question. How does one define greatness? Because purely by the numbers, I mean, Novak Djokovic, even one Grand Slam behind Federer and Nadal, to me, is the greatest player of all time. But we keep using just that simple 20 that simple grand slam total as what we use as the barometer. So how do we define greatness? And this can apply across all sports, Coquel. If Djokovic is so good, you'd think he'd get a call from the ref and not get thrown out of that game. I mean, he swiped for the ball and they throw him out. That's that's terrible. Wait. No, that's, that's Nikola Jokic. That was Jokic, not Djokovic. Oh, my bad. Different sport, different person. So like both good. I mean, yeah, but I mean MVP season, right? Uh, for Jokic, Djokovic, I suppose you could say is an MVP as well. How many rings does he have, Djokovic? Either of them. Jokic has zero. Djokovic, I suppose, of a Grand Slam is an individual title. Nineteen. Nineteen. That's a lot of rings. So he's good. I agree. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, but this goes into the LeBron versus MJ debate. This goes into the Brady versus Manning or the Brady versus Rogers or the Brady versus Breeze. What is the metric that stands greater than all others when you, the fan, determines greatness? Because it's so easy, Coquel, to say rings. It's so easy to say Brady's the greatest of all time. And is he? Yeah. I mean, he's he's won all of those Super Bowls, finally did it in a different location. But I would say from a pure talent standpoint, Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen from his ability to get outside the pocket to his accuracy to what he does in big moments late in games. Just from a, a pure full arsenal of weapons 
uh, at his personal disposal. Aaron Rodgers might exceed Brady, but Brady's been able to find the way to win championships and lead multiple teams now to championships, which has been the downfall of Aaron Rodgers. It's weird. I had some of these similar thoughts this weekend looking at Chris Paul. Because I think of him as one of the greatest point guards of all time. And then I'm like, but what is he really great at? And did he really? He didn't win any championships. So how could he be one of the greatest of all time? But in my brain, if you go to who's one of the greatest point guards of all time, Chris Paul pops up right away. Well, it's like we talked about last week. You can be a winner without being a winner, right? Like you can be someone who has won a lot without winning the ultimate prize. And there are a lot. I mean, Dan Marino is the poster boy for that. Uh, played in two Super Bowls, never won a Super Bowl championship, but is widely considered, I mean, up until 15 years ago, he was the greatest quarterback of all time, and then the new era came through. Which is crazy, because I wonder what Marino would have done in this era. Oh, he would have torn it up. I mean, because he didn't need to move. Like, I mean, sorry, he couldn't move, and in this era, you don't need to move because you're not allowed to touch the quarterback. But there are still Dolphins fans that would say that Marino might be the greatest quarterback of all time because of the numbers that he put up in that era of the NFL. Like, he was putting up 350 and 400-yard games in a league where you could tackle the receiver before the ball got to the receiver and no flag was thrown. So I have my own definition of greatness. And for me, the priority is not rings. I think for me, the priority is consistent wins. There's a difference between winning the ultimate prize, especially in team sports. I know the individuals are a bit different, but I think that a whole body of work is really important in the discussion. But LeBron versus MJ, anybody who is pro MJ, they will always say, well, where's LeBron in the rings discussion? Where's LeBron in the rings category? And that is the constant put down of LeBron's achievements when you're talking about the greatest of all time. Which gets me so angry because LeBron's been to the finals how many times? Is it 10 or 11? 11. 11 times. In a 12-year span. And people hold those against him. Like the losses against him. But if he got knocked out earlier, they wouldn't have held them against him. That's what I don't understand in this. His record of having losses in the finals. So what does he have? Five rings now? So is he five and six? Four and seven? What? what I, how many? Yeah, five, uh, five and six. Five and six, right? Whatever. People hold the six losses against him, but Jordan wasn't in the finals every single year. Know, maybe he's four and seven. He might be four and yeah, seven. Yeah, four and seven. But he, Jordan was six and oh in the finals. Yeah. So people are like, oh, he's undefeated in the finals. But I'm like, but he played those other years but too. He, I just, also he think just didn't get into the finals. The circumstances also do come into play. Like, What team were you on? Who was on your team? Because I think that uh, for LeBron, it's for, for people like you, if he gets to the finals as often as he does, you say, oh, he did that despite what he had on the roster. But then there are some where he wins the championship and they say, oh, well, he won it with D. Wade and Bosh and Anthony Davis. And so both sides are going to try and look at what surrounded LeBron. So again, like that's why everybody has their own different definition, their own metric, their own, uh, the, the, the one thing they look at that supersedes everything else when trying to determine the greatest of all time, the greatest. Uh, so I say it's Djokovic. Uh, from a tennis standpoint, what we saw this weekend of the French Open, to me, clinched it. Evan Cohen would never agree with me, no matter how many times I tried to bash him over the head with that. LeBron versus MJ. You, Coquel, are always going to tell me LeBron. Always, always, always. And I'm staunch going to say MJ 
all the time. But how do you define the greatest? What do you look at? Is it rings? Is it wins? Is it numbers? Is it overall legacy? How do you define the greatest of all time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. The number one more time, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. How do you define the greatest of all time? Like, what's the metric that we're working with here? I just go by: Are they better than their peers? Like their peers, do they stand out their heads and shoulders above everyone else around them? Because LeBron is better. Than like, what's an example? Anyone, of that? LeBron. Okay, he's been better than anyone in his era. There's people who have flasher. Steph's a better shooter. Durant's a better overall scorer. Overall game, LeBron has been clearly the best. In our, so is, in this generation. is LeBron versus MJ then even a legitimate debate to have because those were different eras? Like those, there was there was really generally no overlap with that, and any overlap there was was in an era where Jordan was playing in his late, late, late years. So it really truly which didn't is, matter. Which is weird because we consider those Jordan playing in his late, late, late years, but then we also say, "Hey, LeBron got knocked out of the finals at age thirty-seven, which would be his late, late, late years." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like LeBron's entering those years but bodies are so different now which goes back to I guess you're saying can we even compare errors should we compare errors because I hate the rings argument to me it's the worst because then I just go to Robert Ory yeah he's the, he, he's the trump card yeah isn't Robert Ory then one of the greatest of all time with his seven rings he's clearly better than Jordan but team sport and depending on what team sport it is makes it such a different conversation because in football I really don't like the ring conversation because when you're only playing on one side of the ball and there's also 10 other guys on the field with you, it's really tough for me to sit there and say that Tom Brady, yeah, he has the most rings and also he's the greatest of all time because, again, there have been more talented quarterbacks who have played the game. There have been quarterbacks who have put up better numbers than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was like a perfect storm of staying healthy other than 2008 of uh, absolutely knowing <laughs> it makes you wistful 2008 you you just scumbagging uh, and celebrating with Jets fans Hulk, at Dolphin Hulk, Stadium Hulk, Hulk, Dolphin fans. knowing awesome. knowing that Tom Brady tore his ACL in week hey, one you're no. celebrating with Jets and Dolphins Take fans that, Tommy. as that news spread through Dolphin Stadium and I mean then, you are just and then the brutal led them to a 10 and six record and they still won the division you are absolutely brutal but Aaron Rodgers, from a talent standpoint, is better than Tom Brady. He is. And uh, Eli Manning beat Tom Brady stop, twice stop, in the stop, Super Bowl. Stop it. So how great can stop you be? It. But you see stop what I'm it. saying. Don't you dare. Don't you dare bring up Eli Manning in the <laughs> I'd take Arch Manning over, over Eli Manning in the greatest of all time conversation. So what is your defining feature? What do you use to define the greatest of all time? Rings, wins, numbers, talent? What do you use? There could be a number of different things I haven't even mentioned, but what do you use to define the greatest of all time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And should we be defining the greatest of all time, or should we just be defining greatness? Why do we always have to go to this GOAT conversation? Why do well, we have to compare Because, errors? But there's, I mean, listen. Because we want jobs. It's it, Yeah, and also, I think it's human nature. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, that person was great. But, like, it, you want to have the debate about who is the tops. And it, it's, 
I, again, I do think that's human nature, and I know you could say, oh, well, sports talk, radio nature. Yeah, of course, but also it's human nature. No one, no one's going to talk about the um, the great painter. You want to talk about the greatest painter? I still is say it? the 57 Chevy is the greatest of all time. Best car of all time. Okay. I think that a Kia K5 GT is the greatest car of all time from Green Bay Kia, West Palm Beach, but noted. I'll take note of your 57 Chevy, okay? That is a sweet car. Yeah, they, honestly, when I go through the pantheon of cars, those are the two at the top. The 57 Chevy <laughs> and the, the K5. Of course, absolutely. How do you define the greatest of all time? Again, I think Novak Djokovic, better now than Federer and Nadal. The numbers show it. Other, though... Then the one number, the grand slam total number, where he's still one away. But I think Djokovic has done enough to become the greatest player of all time. Why does grand slams matter more? It's just the same as golf majors. That's a, that's kind of where I was going with yeah. it. I just want to change. But think about like, it. Why does it. Why do these other wins not count? Uh, I think that it, these are the highest profile tournaments. These are the ones where you always are going to have the strongest field. These are the ones with tradition and inherently within that becomes the most pressure. And that's how these tournaments, whether it's U.S. Open, PGA Championship, Open Championship, uh, or the Masters, and then uh, on, uh, on the tennis side with the four Grand Slams, that's why they become, like, that's a different discussion. How have they become, because that's that's tradition. That's how the, these tournaments became uh, why? I, be, I don't why know. Why is the Masters better? Like, oh, you can win seven tournaments in buddy, a row, but if you win one in this racist area, you get extra points? Buddy, I don't know. But that's just individual sports, man. Like, that's just individual sports. I heard what you said, by the way. I'm what just I not say? going to acknowledge that. <laughs> but even with that, with the Tiger discussion, Tiger Woods is not going to catch Jack Nicholas's uh, major record. He's just not going to. He might never play golf again. But Tiger... From a pure wins standpoint, most wins ever. Um, all of the moments that he had in his major wins, including 2008 U.S. Open, 2005 Masters. I mean, you could you name it, and you can find a memorable moment that's lodged into your brain. How he changed golf. Like that's the thing with Federer um, that you can make an argument why he's the greatest of all time, and why why Evan would say that is that he redefined tennis. He restylized tennis. Um, but Tiger Woods, his skin color. His ability, they started designing courses to neutralize his long game. Like, they changed the game because he was becoming too dominant. And that's why even if he doesn't catch and won't catch Jack Nicholas, Tiger's the, the greatest golfer of all time. That's what I, I was going to jump in and say that. I, I think of Tiger as the greatest. He also made the game so much harder for himself. Not only did he change the courses, but he actually got players lifting and this next generation of Mm-hmm. Of golfers who played training with Navy different. Seals and it made it cool for the cool athletes yep. to play golf. Yep, he he really gave a rebirth to the game. He made it really hard on himself. Yeah, yeah. Where for most sure. golfers in their later years dominate because they're still playing against all the other old guys. He brought in this whole new where young kids wanted to play golf, and that's why I don't love the rings conversation because Nicholas and Tiger is the golf equivalent of the rings conversation in tennis. The rings conversation, Djokovic hasn't caught him, but numbers-wise, you can argue he's the greatest, including beating Nadal and Federer numerous times head-to-head when it matters most. How do you define the greatest of all time? How do you define it? What do you look at to determine that person's the greatest? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... 
the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Dr. Jim Reardon, he's in charge, and he does great, great work. It seems like, Coquel, every single week we have someone new getting a big-time job in the sports industry we're hearing about who has their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, whether you take the courses in person in Boca Raton on campus at the Schmidt Family Center or you're doing it remotely. Those are options that are all available for you. And in fact, speaking to his classes, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program brought in Capital One Arena venue manager Jalen Hinton to talk about fans and fan security because it was Capital One Arena in D.C. where we saw a fan run onto the court just a couple of weeks ago, those string of incidents. And Jalen Hinton is an FAU MBA Sport Management grad, and he is in charge of the venue at Capital One Arena. So those are the things we're talking about. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. This is your path into sports. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. When we come back, the biggest story of the weekend was something that I hope we never, ever, 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 ever see again. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.